Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. All the world's a stage, and all men and women are merely players. So says Jakes in one of William Shakespeare's plays. And if uh, William Shakespeare is correct and all the world is the stage and we are merely players, then my question to you this morning is whom are you performing for? Who is the audience? And this is the question that Jesus is asking in this very passage in Matthew chapter 6. Whom are you performing for? Who is your audience? Are you performing for other people? For recognition? For plaudits? For popularity? Or are you performing for an audience of one? Your Father in heaven. Now in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1, Jesus says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness, that's your religious duties and your good deeds, before people. In other words, in public. This seems to be saying, Jesus seems to be saying that all our acts of righteousness, all our giving to the needy, our prayer, our fasting, should not be done in public. Should we not have corporate prayer at church? Should we not call a church fast because that would be public? Should no one know about the charities we support because that would be public? And if Jesus is saying that, doesn't he contradict himself? Because doesn't he say in Matthew chapter 5, just the previous chapter, and verse 16, let your light shine before people, that they may see your good deeds. So how can we let our light shine before people so they can see our good deeds and not do our good deeds in public at the same time? Of course, that would be to misunderstand Jesus. In chapter 6 and verse 1, Jesus says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before people to be seen by them. It's a question of motivation. It's all about doing good things with the desire and the motivation of being seen by other people to get recognition from other people that Jesus is forbidding. That's why it doesn't contradict Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 where Jesus says, let your light shine before people that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. See, the motivation in chapter 5 is that people will praise God. Where the motivation in chapter 6 is you're doing things so people will praise you. It's a question of motivation. And effectively what Jesus is talking about is hypocrisy. Play acting. Where we do good deeds and good things so that people will think, 
Wow, that person's so devoted. They're so generous. See, you play acting devotion and generosity so people would give you recognition and praise. And that is hypocritical. And Jesus gives three examples about this principle about not being a hypocrite. Giving to the needy, praying, and fasting. These were the three pillars of Jewish piety in those days. And Jesus merely assumes that his followers would be giving, would be doing these. Now, it was Jewish custom in those days, uh, everyone was commanded to give 10% of their income to God. But the truly devoted would give over and above their 10% to the needy. And Jesus merely assumes that that's what his followers will do. We read in uh, verse 2, Jesus says, So when you give to the needy, he doesn't say if you give, when you give to the needy. He merely assumes you're doing this. He also merely assumes that you will be praying and fasting. In verse 5 we read, And when you pray, not if you pray. And verse 16, When you fast, not if you fast. Jesus merely assumes we'll be doing this. And in his first example, in verse 2, he says, in verse 2, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by people. Now, it's not clear if people actually, literally blew a trumpet. In fact, there's no historical evidence to support that. So it's most likely Jesus is using a figure of speech, a hyperbole, an exaggeration to make his point. But the picture is very clear. Someone blowing his trumpet to get everyone's attention, to ensure everyone is watching them before they give some money to the, the, the needy person. It's saying, look, look, look at me. And I'm about to give some money. Making sure everyone's watching so that you can get recognition. Their intention is not to please God. Their intention is to be honored in front of people. And this hypocritical giving is still very much evident today. Fundraisers will tell you it's a lot easier to get people to give them money to build a new building than it is to get people to give money for the maintenance of an already existing building or project. You see, you can name a new building after the contributors. Or at least you could put a plaque up on the wall with their name on it. But you can't do that for maintenance. Nobody wants their name on a broom or a mop. There's no way of blowing the trumpet for maintenance. People are giving so that they can be honored.
And I suppose if we are to be honest, there is a bit of hypocritical nature within all of us to some degree. I'm sure I'll be preaching this sermon with the motivation that you would hear from God afresh, that God would speak to you. My motivation is that God will be pleased with what I say. But I would be lying if I said I didn't care what you thought. (laughs) If the only comment I got afterwards was, well, it could have been worse, I would be gutted. We like recognition. Likewise with giving. If I was to give, I might be giving with the motivation of a real compassion for a cause. I might be giving for the motivation of expressing my love to God, but it would be nice to have some recognition from people. And recognition in and of itself isn't bad. It's, it's good to be recognized and to have recognition. That's why one of the spiritual gifts is encouragement. We're not sinning if someone gives us recognition or if we give someone recognition for their generosity or whatever. Jesus is not forbidding receiving recognition or giving recognition. What he's forbidding is when you are giving for the purpose of recognition. It's about your motivation. If you're giving for the purpose of recognition rather than from people rather than getting recognition from God. And it's the same for for prayer and for fasting. In verse 5 it says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by people. Now, Jesus is not talking about public prayer. He's not talking about when a church gathers corporately and has corporate prayer. Jesus is talking about someone's personal prayer, that someone whose private prayer, personal prayer, is being done in the open, is being done publicly so everybody can see. So people can think, wow, look how spiritual they are. So they can see me praying three times a day for three hours. Wow! Isn't he spiritual? The problem is not that people know about your prayer life. The problem is your motivation. Their motivation, the reason for why they are praying so people can see, is so they will be honored by people. Likewise with fasting in verse 16. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. Again, the problem, there's no problem with people knowing that you're fasting. The problem is if you're revealing that you're fasting so that they will honor you. If your motivation for telling people about your fast is so they all go, wow, they are so spiritual. We should honor them. That's the problem. Verse 
The difficulty, of course, is sometimes we don't really know what our, our real motivation is. Uh, we, we want to give. We, we, do, we, we believe we, are, we have pure motives and that we are doing it for God, but sometimes we deceive ourselves. And actually, our motivation is, is to look good in front of people. So what's the solution? How can we ensure that our motives are pure? That our desire is to do things to please God and not people? Well, Jesus suggests that we develop the discipline of secrecy. And we read in verse 3, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your, so that your giving may be in secret. Clearly, not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing is a figure of speech. That is emphasizing the need for secrecy in giving. If you are unsure about what your true motives are, Jesus suggests, well, give in secret. Don't let anyone know about your giving, and then immediately forget about it. Don't keep a record of it. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In that way, you can be sure that your giving is done with pure motives of only performing for the audience of one. Because only God will know about it. Same with uh, prayer. Jesus says in verse 6, When you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. In other words, pray, your personal prayer, do it in secret. In verse 17, Jesus says, But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. In other words, wash and clean like you normally do, so no one will know that you are fasting. So that it will not be obvious to people that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. In other words, fast in secret. Now, of course... This merely raises the stakes for some people. Now, in order to be truly honored by people, you have to be seen giving, praying, and fasting in secret. So you have to find really creative ways of blowing the trumpet at the right time so people can see you doing something in secret. Oh, I would never tell anyone that I gave half my salary away. Oh, did I? Was my name at the bottom of that check? I wanted to give anonymously. Adrian Plass, in his diaries, talks of a scenario of someone trying to drop off an anonymous financial gift to their next door neighbor's post box and have to time it perfectly. 
The timing, of course, is just when the neighbor's about to go out for a walk so that they can be caught red-handed in their act of secret giving. Oh, oh, I was just dropping this off. Oh, it's nothing really. Oh, yes, it is a lot of money. I was hoping to give anonymously. Of course, it just raises the stakes. But the whole point is again about motivation. And of course, we shouldn't take Jesus overly literally on this teaching. As if anyone ever finds out about your giving or your praying or your fasting, you're sinning. And again, there will be times when you might have to tell Lawrence about a particular gift so that it can be gift-aided. That's not going against what Jesus is talking about. For Jesus is talking about motivation, your heart. What is your motivation for revealing a gift? See, I am often inspired when I hear about other people's giving. I'm often inspired when I hear about other people's prayer life and fasting. In fact, the Bible specifically tells us about Barnabas' giving to inspire us and encourage us. Paul mentions his prayer life time and time again to encourage us and inspire us. The difference, of course, is their motivation. Is your motivation to receive plaudits from people? Or is your motivation to encourage and bless others? Clearly with Paul and Barnabas, it was to inspire and help others. So we shouldn't be overly literalistic with Jesus. That would be to miss the whole point. It's all about getting to your heart. Are you trying to receive plaudits from people, recognition and popularity? Or are you trying to please your Father in heaven? Jesus then says, if you do give, if you do do your good deeds with the right motives, he says in all three examples, I'll just read from verse 4, then your Father who sees what is done in secret, who sees what is done with the right motive, will reward you. There is a reward and a benefit to having right motives. God will reward you. Now, I was kind of brought up that whenever you give, you should give with the desire of, of, you know, completely selflessly, with the desire of no reward whatsoever. So I was quite shocked initially when I read three times that Jesus said we should do good things to receive a reward from God. In a lot of ways, we can see that Jesus isn't as caught up with our lofty ideals of this complete selfless giving that no one knows about. And in fact, Jesus seems to be far more realistic, as if complete altruistic giving is even possible. And in fact, the interesting thing about if you do try to give with this motive, this lofty ideal of uh, no reward whatsoever... Rather than turning away from yourself and looking towards God for a reward, you end up looking back to yourself, trying to appease and live up to your own lofty ideals. And you end up thinking, wow, look how good I am. I can live up to my own ideals of this pure, selfless giving. Aren't I great? 
Rather, we need to be living and performing for an audience of one, desiring rewards from God and God alone. Now, it's interesting that Jesus never mentions to us what these rewards are. It's clearly not going to be material and financial because Jesus promises his followers a life of trial, suffering, persecution, and death. Not anything about uh, material and financial blessings. Perhaps the reward is simply knowing that God is pleased with you. That God is smiling at you. And that God is saying, well done, good and faithful child. So what should we do? We should give generously. We should pray regularly. We should fast. And we should do many other good deeds. But we should never do them with the motivation of receiving recognition, plaudits, and praise from other people. Rather, we should do it with the motivation and the desire of receiving approval and applause from God. What is your true motivation? Why do you do the things you do? Is it to receive praise and and recognition from people or is it to receive Praise from God. How much time do you spend thinking about what other people think of you? How much time do you spend thinking about what God thinks of you? What is your true motivation? Whom are you performing for? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that so often our true hidden desires, our true hidden motivation is to look good in front of other people. Father, won't you forgive us for that? Father, won't you help us by your Holy Spirit to be more focused on performing for you? Father, might our highest desire always be to have you saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Might our ultimate desire always be to have you smiling at us and being pleased with us. Holy Spirit, won't you help us and empower us and enable us to be that sort of person? Free us from the desire of always trying to appease and please people. Set us free from that bondage. 
and free us to become children of God who only desire to please their Father in heaven. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.